What's going on, Bulls fans? And welcome to a new venture for me. I am your host, Hayes. That's my nickname, or you guys can call me CJ, just depending on what you want to call me. But um, we'll see how this develops and what moniker and nickname I use uh, in this in this show uh, as as it just continues to to grow. And you know, I develop it. I am a veteran with podcasting. I've been podcasting uh, with my solo podcast uh, right right on the four year anniversary of that. Um, outside of that, I also was part of a uh, of a different podcast for a few years before then. So this podcasting thing isn't completely new to me. What is new to me? And uh, like I said, welcome. Uh, and I'm sorry, I'm I'm just really kind of jumping in there dry. Welcome to Chicago Bulls Central. This is a new podcast for me. I'm the host Hayes. And uh, and before we get into like what I want to talk about this week, I want to first start off of what is the mission? So this is your first time listening. This is the first episode. And basically, I am a lifelong Bulls fan. My dad uh, was he grew up in Chicago. He's from Chicago. Um, and so naturally, I'm a Chicago sports fan by that. Now, my parents were in the military, so we lived all over the over the place. But I was born and bred Chicago Bulls fan. And, you know, I am in my mid 30s. So I was uh, really started watching basketball in the height of the uh, last um, repeat of of Jordan and the Bulls and so um that that's when I first started watching basketball with my dad I remember sitting there at a young age watching uh the Bulls and then of course got to see the downtime after that the rise of the baby Bulls the Derrick Rose era uh Jimmy Butler to where we are now so I've been a, a Bulls fan uh for my whole entire life and so um I finally and I've been kicking around this idea for really years of starting a Bulls podcast and the podcast network that I created and that my solo podcast is on um, has a sports podcast. So I was like, you know what? Let me not double dip in that. Let me not step on what their lane is. They they don't cover the Bulls specifically. They cover all sports. So shout out to Technical Foul Podcast. By the way, you could, you could check them out. They're one of the best sports podcasts you will find for everything from uh, basketball, football, to wrestling, to UFC. They really cover everything. So shouts out to them. But so that led me here. That led me to want to talk about my favorite team, a team that I watch everything they do every minute. It takes up so much of my day. I get alerts for Bulls news on my phone. Um, and I always enjoy talking about the Bulls. And I find myself anytime they come up or I have a reason to kind of sneak it in there. And like I said, because I've been kicking the idea around for so long, I figured, why why continue waiting? This is something I'm, that I love. It's a team that I love. It's something I'm passionate about. And I'm all about diving into your passion. So why not? So this is. Uh, Chicago Bulls Central podcast from CEO Hayes. And so um, with all the excitement, of course, I was going to wait till the start of the season to do this. But our Bulls, our beloved Bulls have really kicked into free agency on a different gear than what I was expecting. Had the Bulls signed Lonzo Ball and that be it, I would have thought that that was a great deal. Hell, Spencer Dinwiddie, Kyle Lowry would have been like, they're really trying to do something to approve. But let's go over some of these free agent moves at the deals. And I know this has been widely um covered already but first the very first move in the opening minutes of free agency the Bulls signed Lonzo Ball in a signing trade for Sato and Garrett Temple and initially when that signing trade was announced I said all right well now we know how Laurie's gonna gonna leave the Bulls and then when I found out that it wasn't for Laurie Laurie marketing was not involved in the deal at all I was completely surprised and this is really like it shows what Eversley and and Karnashova really are capable of as GMs and the fact that they they are very they make these moves very smart. They were able to, and that's one of the things you'll see over the theme of this. 
Uh, so we get Lonzo Ball. Lonzo, who, at least on paper, seems like he's going to be a perfect fit, fit next to Zach Levine. He increases three-point percentage last year. Is that going to be something consistent? Is it something he can continue to grow? We know he's changed his shot completely. And I think that, you know, Lonzo wanted to be here, at least by most reports, by, you know, it, it seemed like he wanted to come play for the Chicago Bulls. And you always, if you can get a player that wants to be here, that's at 23 years old, he'll be 24 when the season starts back, and seems like he's going to be a perfect fit for your your main superstar, you have to go out and get them. And they went out and made that deal happen without giving up much of anything, and that is huge. Um, I think for me, uh, I, I, I think that Lonzo not only is going to play next well next to Levine, but also I think he can play some with Kobe White, and we'll talk about Kobe White later in this podcast. I know there's some speculation of what may happen with him. Um, but I really like Lonzo Ball signing, and not even just for that. Having a real point guard on the team, someone who who um, is a distributor, um, someone who you know isn't going to necessarily need a bunch of shots. He can take the open ones. I mean, he can create. He can create for others. Um, Lonzo on this team, I really think for me, it's 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 huge, and he's. I think he's gonna whatever the best version of what this team ends up being. I think Lonzo's going to bring out a different side of, of these players. I think he's going to be, be uh, really good for Zach. I think he's going to be good for Viewcheck. I think he's going to be good for P-Will. I even think he's going to be good for Laurie Marketing. We'll talk about that kind of in the next bit of, uh, after we talk about the new additions. We're going to talk some about Laurie and, and Kobe White. But next, and then after that, what do the Bulls do? Well, they bring in Caruso next, but we'll talk about that later. But the next big deal, on the next day, they trade for De- DeMar DeRozan. And again, much like with the Lonzo thing, once I saw that this deal happened, I said, all right, well, Laurie's, Laurie's probably going to Toronto. But no, they bring in DeMar DeRozan by trading Thad Aminu, a first-round pick, future first-round pick that I think the earliest it can be conveyed is 2025, but then 2026 possibly, just depending on how the protections work with that Orlando pick that we owe them, and two second-round picks. Now, I know there's been a lot of, talk a lot of some people feel like maybe the bulls gave up too much maybe they gave up too much to bring in um to bring in uh demar Derozan. and how much does he really improve your team i think when you can get a, a 20 point per game score and you have a point guard who can distribute the ball um you need more scoring on this team yes he isn't the def- the player defensively that thad young was he doesn't play the same position as thad young but i think demar Derozan has shown even at his age, uh, what he's, is he 30, right at 30, 31? Um, he still has a lot left in the tank. It's not over. He's not anywhere where it's like he's over the hill. Um, and you know, they, they get him on a, on a, on a three-year deal. So I think that that's, that shows what Eversley and Karnashova really give themselves. They're giving themselves the next two to three years to really put this team together. And if not, they're going to kind of have to rebuild. If Zach doesn't resign, that's going to, of course, make that, uh, push that timeline ahead a little bit because I don't know how well these pieces really fit together as far as you know being a force if Zach Levine does end up walking but at least for right now you bring in that 20 point per game score you slot him in next to uh, Zach Levine at the three you move P. Will down to the four and then you have Vujacek at the five and you know that brings you a very solid starting five like I said and Billy Donovan is a coach who sh- he he, he builds his system to the player. So the way that we saw them play last year is going to be vastly different than how we see them play this upcoming year, just because of the nature of who is on this team now 
and what and the versatility, at least offensively, that they have. Yes, this team is going to have some defensive holes, um, at least on paper. We'll see what that means, but they 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 have vastly improved the team. Now, the the move that I don't really um like as much as some people have that is the signing of Caruso. And I I for me. Caruso is all hype over substance. Like he does the things he, if you watch him on the court, um, he does a lot of the, and I, mean, I get it. A lot of teams need the, the player who's going to play dirty. They're going to need the player who is just going to go out there and play tough. But to me, what they, the money that they gave him, um, not that it's necessarily bad money, but I think if, if this, if they knew or had a feeling they were going to be able to get DeRozan, I think you make that deal first and then you see what else is out there. Who else gets bought out? Who doesn't get the deal that they want? Because at least by the way things are shaped, for example, we saw Thies signed for basically the same exact contract that Caruso signed for. Um, but I mean, and, and we need big man death. But outside of that, even if, if, if he wasn't the guy, it's, I just think that there are better options out there looking at kind of who's still out there now. And why not take a chance at them? Now, we know that they uh, were talking with Derrick Rose. It's probably no coincidence that they signed Russo literally right after Rose announced that he's going that he's going back to New York. But I just I just feel like like this would like not that it's like I said, not that it's necessarily bad money or bad signing per se, because he could play into this and show that it was more than worth it. I just feel like he wasn't a player that you needed to make that deal on day one of free agency. You could have waited. Um, Didn't seem like L.A. was going to resign him. So um, and then even if some another team does does take him from you, could you have not, you know, kind of kind of brought in players to have just the same impact? That's just kind of my thinking on it. I understand he bolsters that bench. We need bench players um, and we'll see how that goes. Now, uh, the last two um, additions to this team, Marco, who uh, Semenik, I, I'm Semichevich. I don't I'm terrible with foreign players. Last name who was our second uh, round pick from last year. Seems like he's going to be coming over. Uh, as of this, the Bulls even posted like "Welcome to, to Chicago." Now that may just be because he's playing in the summer in the summer league. I don't think he's officially signed a contract yet, but at least signs point to him coming over. And then also Tony Bradley. Now we need big man depth. Laurie's still in this roster for now, um, but even with that being said, we needed to 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 get some big man. Now Marco seems like he has a lot of potential. You hear and read some really good things about him. Uh, you know some of the negatives on him are that the competition that he's faced over there, but overall. You know, you you bring you need to add potential to this team. And he walks into a team now that has more veteran leadership, and that he's not going to be asked to do a lot. Uh, even with Tony Bradley, Tony Bradley's probably going to be the first center off the bench to back up Vujacic. Marco's probably going to have to prove himself, but who's to say that he doesn't? And you know, he's a versatile big man. He can shoot the ball. So you know, bringing him in now, where it's not like a situation like Laurie, it's not even a situation like Nico uh, when he came over. That they're expected to do a lot. You actually can develop and bring, the, bring these guys along along slowly as you see how they ingest to the NBA game. That could be huge. Like down the like when I say huge, I mean long term, right? Because you're you're not going to stunt these players' gro- growth by throwing them out there and just letting them figure it on. They're going to come to a team that has expectations. They're going to have to earn their time in the role. They're going to have veterans around them, and hopefully, they come into a new winning culture, and that really helps them develop as well. So. I have I have high hopes for Marco. Not and like I said, not necessarily that he's gonna. I know people like to c- compare him to Joker and and stuff like that. Not even that, but just if he's gonna develop into a solid player for this team and have a role going forward, I think this is a great position to bring him in. Now, Tony Bradley, um, who came over, you know, he's not gonna be looked at to do very much either. Protect the rim, 
play with high energy, play good defense. Um, I haven't really seen him play very much, so I can't really speak to that. It seems like people think he's going to be able to fill that role pretty well. So we'll see again, though. This is Lisa's the additions. They all make sense. And the Bulls made smart moves. They used their assets to really improve the team. Now, it does suck to you to lose Thad Young. I think we're going to notice Thad missing. Like, we did replace him. We did bring more veterans. But I think had we been able to configure the deal, especially with, like I said, Tony Bradley, um, our second-round pick from last year, Marco, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Uh, but having um, Thad Young on this team really could have helped them develop as well. We've seen what Thad Young was just able to do. He's also Zach Levine's really good friend. So it sucks to lose him. He was really big for us last year. But I think overall, what you net with those, with the deals that we made, it, it is better than what, what, we, what we sent out, at least right now. Now, that first round pick, we'll see how that develops, especially if it's not till, you know, much further down the road when Zach could be gone. Maybe these players are gone. So we'll see. Um, but as of right now, you've improved this team. You've given us um so much expectation and the vibe is back in the city of chicago and for and for bulls fans as a whole me and my dad after the, after the trades and after all this went down we're just talking about different expectations and what this could mean for the city what this could mean for the team and the franchise long term but ultimately ultimately though all this means nothing if you do not re-sign zach levine and that's what this boils down to have you done enough to to for zach to re-sign here he's talked about he it's all about respect for him you're going to have to offer offer him big money you got him on a really good deal with that uh offer sheet that that sacramento signed him to that he's currently on now but those two things have to happen you have to give him a deal that he feels respected you also have to put a team out there that he feels proud in and that he knows is going to compete zach levine he you can tell he wants it he's hungry he's 26 years old he's in the prime of his career this is the time to re-sign zach levine and you guys have really put a good team on there. But this all, everything, as good as the moves that the Bulls have made, it all means nothing, nothing, if they don't re-sign Zach Levine to a long-term deal. Now, that's it there. Um, Kind of to, to come down, what do the possible moves the Bulls have left to improve this team? There's still Laurie there. It seems like a lot of the money on the free agency is dried up. A lot of the teams that were reported to have interest in Laurie have all either sent that money elsewhere now with the signing trade, and we've seen a lot of signing trades this offseason, it leaves anything possible. But um, my opinion on this, and maybe you picked up on it from the beginning, I wouldn't mind seeing the Bulls re-sign Larry Marketing to maybe a two- or three-year deal, a prove-it deal, because now that you have a real point guard on the roster, right, and a point guard who's a, who's a distributor first, who's smart with the, with the ball and what he does, now that we have a player like that, can he bring out the better, better in Larry? And just with an improved team overall, Laurie was so good his first two years. And then we started seeing him, it started seeing chinks in the armor. Last year was a terrible year for Laurie. Terrible year. Um, but he still showed flashes over the course of the year. There is a, and especially with the Spurs being interested, I like the Spurs are one of those franchises with, you know, they seem to be able to get the best out of players. I really do think that there is a, that Laurie, can have a very good NBA career. Now, can he be a franchise player like we thought at one point? Who knows? That that were, probably not. Probably not. Um, but does he, I don't know if he has the demeanor to be. But when you have look at how improved this team is, and when you look at a four who can rebound, who can play with energy, um, who 
isn't terrible defensively when he's actually, if he goes back to how he played the first couple of years, um, Laurie, there's a good NBA player in there. And then his skill set is one that's coveted in the NBA now for people who can do it consistently. Like he hasn't done it consistently. I'm not saying that he has, but I'm just saying that with when you look at what Laurie can do on the court, when he's at his best, when he's hot, whatever, that, that is needed. And especially on a team that we don't have a, a great big man depth, I wouldn't mind seeing Laurie re-sign if they match a decent offer. Reportedly, you know, he wanted more than $15 million. Um, and so we'll see. We'll see. Maybe this is humbling for marketing and his people as well as far as what his value is. He has to show it. And maybe, maybe they sign a decent deal uh, and come down on that with the Bulls. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying that that's expected. More than likely, the thing that's more, more than likely going to happen is he probably is going to be moved or he's going to come back on the qualifying offer. Now, that could be, that could be big for him. That can hurt for him. You got to think of, of it in this sense, right? Laurie is now, at least with the way everything is going, he's going to be going in on a one-year deal on a team that seems to be not planning on having him being um, a big part of the rotation going forward. That money's not going to be out there for him if he's not even given the opportunity to play on what can now be a playoff team. Now, if he does show, I'm not, I'm, the Bulls are going to play him if he's playing great. If he does come and has a great season, then yeah, it could it could work out. He could bet on himself and it could work for him. But that uncertainty, we've seen it work. For example, hell, Big Ben Gordon played this same game with the Bulls, if you think about it. And this takes you back. Ben Gordon, quote unquote, betted on himself, betted on himself, signed in Detroit, and then was really not a factor that that after that at all. And that's coming off seasons where he was one of the best players on the Bulls. That's a dangerous game to play. It's a dangerous, dangerous game to play, um, but it could work out. So I guess we'll see. Now, the one one thing that I want to talk about here is Kobe White. Now, there, there are some people that are expecting Kobe to be traded. There are some people who are calling for Kobe to be traded. I think that is fucking ridiculous, and here's why. We need bench players. Kobe White, if nothing else, is a microwave off the bench. Now, he can shoot you out of games. He can shoot you into games. But when you have a player who's what going to be 21 years old, who's shown a bunch of flashes and a bunch of promise, you don't give up. I, I personally would not give up on Kobe White going into his third year right now, especially at a, at a time where really the best situation for him is it, when he can come back healthy is him coming off the bench, being able to feast off second um off other bench players and really hopefully find a shot find his groove you don't want to give up i i don't want to give up on kobe right right now i understand why people and i'm not saying if you can find a great deal that that it, that drastically improve that improves your team not even drastically that improves this team by getting rid of kobe white do it nine times out of ten nine times out of ten only that one time i say because sometimes you may get fleeced but you do that deal if you can do it but all I'm saying is that for the ones that are calling for Kobe to be traded, the ones that are saying that Kobe has to move on, has to be traded, you got to slow your roll on that. Yes, they've moved over a lot of this roster. Yes, they've turned over a lot of the players who were here before they got here. But Kobe White, I feel, shouldn't be one of those players for the reasons that I listed. You guys let me know how you feel about it when you're listening to this podcast. Uh, the last thing here, lack of big man depth, quality big man depth. Now, one thing that I will say here is that much like the first year that Tibbs was the coach when we had the bench mob when you look at a lot of those signings they weren't huge signings it's really about how these how the players come together right how everything comes together how they mesh the system everything there and and what and what happens there the bulls could very well even though it looks like they may not have a really good bench right now the bulls could kobe and score 
um, do it all person in Caruso, um, Seminic and uh, Marco in whatever he ends up being, Tony Bradley in protecting the rim, um, uh, also what Troy Brown that we have still have on this roster as well, um, Io who we drafted, you know who could who could show something. The Bulls have an interesting bench, and it's 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 going to be interesting to see how they fit into this team and the way that the, the this team ends up playing and what happens there. But I still think we still need like one or two more solid veteran sign, signings on this roster uh, to see what happens. And like I said, they may come via trade with Laurie. Um, but that brings me all to like really last two topics for this episode. And this first episode is where were the Bulls rank in the playoffs? Hey, you know what? No, let's we'll save that for we'll save that for last. Uh, expectations for P. Will Patrick Williams in his second year. You have to look. He comes into a much improved team. Um, really everything that he does is kind of the, the, be the do it all guy. Really? I don't want to compare him to Lou Aldang, but that Lou Aldang type where it's really, he does everything else that you, that everyone else in the starting lineup doesn't does. He defends well. Um, he doesn't shoot the three extremely well, but he can shoot it. Uh, great. Just this, I think ultimately, however good the bulls are going to be years down the road, whether they keep Levine, unless a different player comes in, P. Will has to develop. And I think he's going to be in a good position, much like what I said about Laurie. To come in now where you have these veterans and the score that you don't, whenever, like, hopefully Patrick Williams is going to get some open shots, like some really good open shots with with the other four starters out there. He's been starting since day one. My expectations for P. Will in his second season is I think we're going to see him just ball. And by that, I don't mean he's going to score 20 or 10 or get, 15 rebounds. I don't I, I don't mean necessarily he's going to show up in the stat sheet. But I think when we look at Patrick Williams' ability to impact the game this year and when we take a step back and you know, I think we're going to see it, right? You're going to see the impact that he has on the team. You're going to see the growth in him. You're going to see what type of player he's going to ultimately turn into really in this season. I have really high expectations for P Will. Now the very last topic, Bulls, playoffs. We have to make the playoffs this year. And I don't mean that playing shit. The Bulls need to make the motherfucking playoffs this year. It has to happen. You, if the Bulls don't make the playoffs, let's just say by some, I don't even give a fuck if everybody gets injured. If by if the Bulls do not make the playoffs this year, fire every fucking body. Um, but as far as like, let's say health, everything, looking at the East, I really think the Bulls can be a fifth or sixth seed. And if they exceed expectations, if this team melds better than what we think they're going to do, if they end up you know, they have a bunch of trade exceptions now. If they end up getting a veteran through trade exceptions um, or, or, or something that we don't see right now, maybe through the buyout season or whatever, and, they add, and they're able to add to the team this that way, this team, ha- like, I, it, there are going to be players that are now interested in looking at the Bulls again as a viable place to go. Um, and I think if, the, if certain chips fall in different ways, injuries to other teams, whatever else happens, the Bulls can easily find themselves in the top four. Let me not say easily, because I said if things go certain ways, but they can find themselves in the top four teams in the Eastern Conference, I feel. Um, And it just remains to be seen. We'll see how it turns out with the Bulls. We'll see that. That's it for this first episode. And I know I was excited. Uh, One thing that you'll learn about me when I get really excited, I talk really, really fast. So I apologize if there's times where I was just going a mile a minute. We'll learn to slow down. Um, I get really excited when I talk about my Bulls. Um, as far as uh, social media, we have none yet. Uh, as far as <laughs> as far as future episodes, we'll probably drop. I'm gonna attempt at least leading up to the season to drop an episode a week. Um, and we'll just, it's you know I wanted to focus on the Bulls here. We'll talk about some NBA moves in general and stuff as this podcast continue. 
uh, to go on. Um, if you want to send us any feedback, if you want to send us thoughts, you can do so. The email is bullcentralpod at gmail.com. We also do have a voicemail line. If you uh, want to leave us one, it's 614-547-2039. Uh, you can follow me personally if you want to at CEO Hayes. That's C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. Um, that's really it for this first episode. Thank you for joining me on this venture. Uh, we'll see how this continues to grow. Uh, like I said, bulls are, are seriously my my saying to end this on, and this is a saying that I have said for years, it's God, family, and then the Chicago Bulls. And that's where things rank in my life. I'm signing off. I see you lovely and beautiful people in who knows when, but it'll be within a week if I don't drop. If the Bulls do anything else crazy, I'll probably drop an emergency pod, but I'm out. Peace. Why pay more for a separate CoQ10 supplement? Enjoy twice the benefits with Superbeats Heart Chews Advanced. From the number one doctor, pharmacist, and cardiologist recommended beat brand for heart health support, the new Superbeats Heart Chews Advanced by Human is now infused with CoQ10. That's essentially like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 ingredients support nitric oxide production healthy blood pressure, healthy CoQ10 levels, and heart-healthy energy with two tasty chews a day. Plus, Superbeats Heart Chews Advance are plant-based, so you get heart-healthy energy without stimulants. For a limited time, get a free 30-day supply of Superbeats Heart Chews on all bundles and 15% off your first order by going to RadioBeats.com and using promo code DEAL. That's RadioBeats.com, code DEAL.